We heard last week from the Narrating the Nation conference organised by the National Museum of Ireland and NCAD, where voices and sometimes bodies from New Zealand, Russia, Pakistan, Canada, the UK and Benin gathered at a crucial moment for museums worldwide. Among the local issues covered was the representation of Irish travellers or minkair in museum collections. Travellers have traditionally been represented through the gaze of settled people, but programmes such as NMI's Minkair Mishli have started to prioritise community voices. Culture Files' Louise Williams spoke to some of the speakers about the future of traveller representation in Ireland's National Museum. My name is Rosa Meehan. I'm a curator at the National Museum of Ireland. Uh, I work at our site in County Mayo. My name is Ondi Bardoon. I'm a member of the travelling community, sometimes called Minkeri or Pavi. I am a writer, I'm a researcher and a community activist. Where are travellers' voices in Collins Barracks in the National Museum? Well, nationally, um, tribal voices are present in the community, but they're not always heard. Um, what today we were reflecting on was previous examples, like the example of Minker Mishley, which was in the, the Toher House in Mayo. Minker Mishley Traveller's Journey exhibition opened in 2018, but that was after a process. It began with a desire expressed from the Mayo Traveller Support Group and the Western Regional Health Network to have an exhibition that they felt would be one that they could bring their the younger generation to show what traveller life was like in the past. And through that, we learned more about, I suppose, the fears of the community about uh, cultural appropriation, about handing over and what we might do with the information and how very important it is that at all stages, the traveller voice is heard and actually the projects are traveller-led. Would you be able to paint a picture of what was shown? Well, um, I think it was very beautifully displayed. Um, our panels included the words of uh, members of the traveller community themselves. Through discussion, there were four main themes, craft, home, citizenship and religion. The objects on display were a selection of those that existed within the museum and those that were loaned in specifically from members of the community. And also included was a kind of a timeline, particular specific events that influenced traveller life, in particular the 1963 Itinerancy Act, for example. I was actually quite blessed to be involved in that kind of process. I think that's what it was. It was a process. It wasn't just a delivery of a, an archive without consultation. What we were, in a way, in a way being asked for would be to hand over, even temporarily, some of the community jewels. And that comes with the idea of trust, ownership, and the interpretation of how it would only be started, even when it comes down to the language. Um, but that came with some considerations because people can be very protective of the language because it's moved from an open language to a very closed practice that people use as a crypto-linguistic form to, as a protective means. Um, so we, we got to the stage of, of negotiating with people that it could be used and people wanted it to be used, just wanted it to be used appropriately. What did yeah. people say when they visited the exhibition? My father's response was that he was incredibly excited to see a museum actually have items that were honoured not just displayed, but actually honoured and put into a context that it wasn't just about Travers educating settled people. It wasn't just about the settled order views of, oh, this is what Travers did. It was that discussion space of, here is something that's part of not just Travers history, but your history too, and the wider history, and how that it very essentially belonged. I know for him, that was very much a profound moment of welcome, but also of opportunity to see and I suppose to hope that they could be extended in a very meaningful transparent but also sustainable way. There was a beauty that uh, wanted to be shown really. That was what I was hearing. There was a beauty that has been missing in the general media narrative and that's what wanted to come out. 
At the moment, in our national culture and institutions, no staff member is identifying as a member of the traveller community. But we're delighted, actually, that uh, an advertisement has gone out today seeking um, applicants for the post of Traveller Liaison Officer. We think that will make a big difference. It's about um, visitors being able to see themselves uh, expressed in our exhibitions. But I think that also comes from a diverse workforce. Is that it then? Do you think everything's going to be sorted? Just once once no. one person has to carry all of the... Why are you laughing at me? I'm a very serious person. I think that is really, um, of course, this involves a cultural change within the museum. It is one that has already begun. It's one that needs to continue and is continuing. And I think um, this is showing goodwill. That's what this is. But, of course, one person cannot be uh, left. It's, it's all about changing. Um, as museums are continually changing in lots of ways, but opening up and changing. The idea of this is about looking at the core of our work, which is our collection, how we describe it, the language that we use, that it's not uh, culturally inappropriate or um, colonial, in, in, with inverted commas, in that sense. How do we build that relationship with the wider community? So there are a number of national organisations, there's local and regional organisations, and then there's people who are not aligned to any organisation. So what we're trying to develop is you know, an ongoing sustained relationship with a very wide and diverse Irish traveller community. And yourself, you come from a background where you're a community worker and an artist and you are, I suppose, a curator, can I call you that as well, Owen? If we dared to. I dared, I did it. How do you see the future? What What are your kind of thoughts about, is there a door opening? What, what, what are your feelings now? Um, I most certainly feel that door is opening, but it can't just be a single door. It has to be multiple doors and avenues and pathways and opportunities. <laughs> And one of the things that the community is very clear on that it's not, it's not simply a destination, it's a dance. It has to be about a relationship, it has to be about rhythm, it has to be about the potential of failure in certain aspects so that we can actually be brave enough to actually truly achieve something meaningful and truly meaningful. But I do think that we're, I envision it as a space that is not just opening up a single exhibition, but actually hoping to change the fibre of an establishment that has been around for a significant amount of time that is changing, that it's, I feel is very much open to change and has shown examples of how it can change. But that does come with continued investment, review, consideration and long-term planning. And I do think that we, we planted some very solid seeds that have been nurtured properly, they can grow, but that'll take mutual understanding, patience, courage, but also dedicated for, again, not just the outcomes, because there's never a single one, there's multiple, um, and forever growing, but that relationship is dance and honesty, um, and it's something I'm actually genuinely, genuinely excited about. Owen Debarra Doon there, and you heard also from Rosa Meehan at the Narrating the Nation conference in Dublin. Louise Williams was the reporter.